welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jillian Parker. Hi, everyone. Uh, how are you doing today, Jillian? Um, in, well, that's a loaded question. Um, I'm alright. I'm hanging in there. Um, what about you? I'm doing okay. It's been a lot. Yes. So this episode uh, is not going to be normal. Mm -hmm. Um, which is hard to say when it's only our second episode ever. Um, So we are recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so it's been less than 24 hours since Donald Trump was announced as the winner of this election. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're not quite done processing that yet, so I apologize if my thoughts are a little scattered, but we're going to be talking about that today and doing the best to express how we feel and um, how we're moving forward from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to back up for a second and talk a little bit about the context of this show because mm-hmm. I actually find this kind of funny. Um, I started thinking about making a new show back in July uh, at some point. So this has been a project like really long in the making. We started talking to people at Relay about developing a show back in August. So um, the fact that this show premiered right before Election Day was actually a complete coincidence. We did not... Mm-hmm. Uh, plan that or intend that at all. Um, just happened, yeah. That puts us in this interesting place where we just hit this very large event at the beginning of this podcast. And so I didn't really want to talk about like our goals for what we're going to do here until we had been doing this for a mm-hmm. little while and had built up a pattern and uh, worked out more of the details. But um, at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about what my specific vision for this show is. Now, speaking for myself personally, I voted for Hillary Clinton, I donated to her campaign, I volunteered for her campaign, I really believed in her as a person and as a candidate, and I am very disappointed that she is not going to be my president. On a whole other level, I am very emotional about the events of yesterday. Um, I'm a queer woman, and there's a part of me that feels... Uh, very personally afraid and angry Um, and so that's taking a lot for me to deal with and so I think that there's a lot of really high emotions in the air right now because this is not like a normal election um, where it's just the pain of your candidate not winning Um, it's on a whole nother level where a lot of people feel that their personal identity has been invalidated in some way by these results And there's a lot to unpack there. Now, in this show, um, I am never going to try to hide my personal opinion about anything. Like, very clearly from the first episode, Mm -hmm. um, I came out very anti-Donald Trump, um, very pro-feminism. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, I'm speak. I'm Jillian is also going to speak extensively about this. I'm just trying (laughs) to do like my own (laughs) personal spiel and get all my words out before I lose everything. Um, (laughs) uh, So, but at the same time, like, I really want this to be. A dialogue, um, a nuanced conversation. I believe very strongly in empathy and in listening to other people. And uh, Jillian and I do not have the same political ideas. Like, we're both very anti-Donald Trump. Because um, I don't know how this show would work if we weren't, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how our friendship would work if oh, we weren't. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, that's what I'm talking about, is like trying to um, build bridges between people, because I do have friends who voted for Donald Trump. And when I feel like that 
very personally attacks my identity, it's hard to deal with, but I do know that I have to deal with it. I have to move forward um, and talk to people. And I want this show to be part of that conversation, to be uh, listening to people who don't have the same political ideas that we do um, and engaging in that dialogue. And I want this show to take the policies that come out of this administration and evaluate them fairly and at the same time to acknowledge the way that we personally feel about the events that are happening in the world. Mm-hmm, definitely. And also we'd like to point out that we are millennials. Um, we don't know everything. I would make the argument that I don't know anything about <laughs> politics. Um, I've never, I haven't, I'm not a political science major. Um, I don't, I'm not pre-law. Um, so yeah. So I guess what I want to say, um, so I was, am, um, like as of last episode you heard, Quinn and I were very against um, Donald Trump, um, but we are also trying to make our show, like Quinn said, um, evaluate both sides of every argument, evaluate um, different views, and um, I would, I guess I want to say that um, I'm very upfront about what I feel. Um, so I'm actually a registered Republican. Um, I voted in the state of Massachusetts. Um, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either. And I have gotten a lot of um, backlash for that. Um, in my defense, though, I, <laughs> in my defense, though, I would like to say that um, if I was in a swing state, I would have obviously considered the I would have considered my decision a lot more. Um, this more this me choosing to vote for a third party candidate was less about um was less about like not choosing Donald Trump or not choosing Hillary Clinton but more about being able to have that choice and being able to acknowledge the fact that as an American citizen I do have the right to vote for whoever I want um and it may not it may not be the popular opinion it may not even be 5% of the uh 5% of the national opinion but um I just wanted to just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show. As the results of the election were coming in, like, around, like, 11 and 12, when I was starting to, like, accept this as reality, I felt incredibly angry um, at anyone who voted for Trump, at anyone who didn't vote for Hillary, at, like, even people who did vote for Hillary, but I feel like weren't expressing themselves or like I was angry at everyone and that was completely unhealthy um and I really wanted to lash out um just at the world on Twitter or anything and I didn't because I know myself well enough to know that um I often make bad decisions uh so (laughs) um so I understand everyone who is incredibly angry um over this case and has lashed out in terms of on like social media or to people that they know um and I'm not saying that their feelings are invalid because they like I think that their feelings are valid but I don't necessarily agree with how they're expressing them mm-hmm. um that's a good way to put it yeah I like it's so hard to have this conversation where there's so much pain on like on behalf of everyone really like this result happened because so many people were in pain um and this is the way they saw out of it um and I don't necessarily agree with their opinion but like I have to acknowledge that they are feeling that um and 
it's, it's, it's tricky to talk about. There, like I said, I'm still processing all of this. I'm still processing like exactly how I want to go forward and deal with it. Um, but when one thing that I believe absolutely and will do my best to always believe that the only way to move forward in things is to have conversations with people you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that when you looked at the map, there was a lot of red and really the definite states, like the definite blue states were of like the west coast and you know the northeast Mm -hmm. and again like it's just pockets of you know big cities and things like that um and i think it's hard to come to terms with the fact that as college students we do live in this sort of ideal bubble where we view everyone you know as we should like we have very um not that I'm not saying that people not in college don't see it's just so hard (laughs) I'm like struggling so much right now but it's as like as a girl in college um all of my friends like 99% of my friends were Hillary supporters my entire Facebook timeline newsfeed whatever um was all about Hillary and so I think maybe not just me, but everyone in sort of in this bubble disillusioned themselves into believing that it was going to be an easy win for Hillary just because so much of what we know and so much of who we know um, supports her. Mm -hmm. That the bubble is such a big part of this. I, yeah, like I 100% live in a bubble um, and I like it here. Like everyone is so nice. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But at the same you, you, you know, I, I recognize the fault in that. Um, We're politically correct. We have vegan food. <laughs> like, oh my god. This is actually, this is like a really strong diversion, but um, Jillian and I are both pescatarian, mm-hmm. and I feel like you probably also experienced this, is when I go to places that are not, like, outside of cities and in more conservative areas, they tend to have less vegetarian options. And I was, I um, was just just vegetarian, like, I didn't eat fish until a few months ago, so mm-hmm. sometimes trying to find things to eat was so hard, mm-hmm. whereas if I was in a city, and especially if it was a liberal city, there was always a vegetarian option. And also, like, people always get confused when I tell them I'm, um, pescatarian, they're like, no, I thought you were Roman Catholic, and I was like, <laughs> no, not Episcopalian, pescatarian. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well. So sometimes I say I'm vegetarian just to make it simpler because I don't eat fish that often. But um, oh my God. I do like sushi. So. Wait, I'm shocked by this. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got off track real fast. Um, on this whole stuff, sub- we're going to dive into more um, details about like this particular election and the different uh, races that happened. Before we get into that one, we're still talking about like big level ideas. I also want to talk about an email that we got about last week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a really great, very thoughtful email talking about the birth control story that we covered. Um, and uh, this person was very kind and also expressed um, some criticism or I think he said disappointment um, in the tone that we took in talking about this mm-hmm. study. And um, he felt that we were dismissive of the men involved um, and in a way we're kind of making fun of them. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, I I did not intend it for it to come off like that. Um, Like, I definitely didn't want to seem, like, dismissive of the particular men in the study. Um, But at the same time, we did kind of make a joke of it. um, And this idea of, like, oh, women are dealing with so much all the time. Mm -hmm. Come on, men. Um, And, like, we are are young women. Um, We are going to treat 
stories with levity. We're going to make jokes about them. Um, it's part of our self-defense mechanism. Um, so many self-defense <laughs> mechanisms, yeah. Um, and we're not... We're probably going to annoy a lot of people a lot of the time. Um, I do all the time in my regular life. So <laughs> retweet. Um, oh, for but... myself, not that you annoy me. <laughs> just to make just to make that clear. I was like, oh, I guess I've been annoying Julia a lot. Oh, no, <laughs> and I also fine. annoy people. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but at the same time, I thank you so much for this email, and we welcome this kind of feedback and this kind of engagement in the stories that we're talking about, um, and we always want to be thinking about what our views are, and, like, maybe, uh, we decide that we do want to stick completely to what we said and not, uh, nuance it any further because we're quite firm, um, in that stance, or maybe we'll say, like, oh, you're right, like, this deserved more nuance than how we, spoke about it, which I think in this case, in the um, birth control study, which we're not going to get specifically into too much now because this is, like, very... Our minds are very much on the election right now. Mm, But at the same time, like, thank you for your your response, and we absolutely welcome this feedback. Yes, we love constructive criticism. Yes, we, like, really hope that this show um, will be a dialogue. Mm -hmm, Definitely, definitely. Okay, anything else you want to say before we get into the election um no i think i think we should just uh move move in okay i don't know that was supposed to be like some sort of encouraging sentiments but we should get on with it (laughs) (laughs) it's basically what i'm trying to say oh boy this is a fun episode (laughs) okay so clearly um donald trump and mike pence were elected to president and vice president uh well President, vice president elect. We I still believe. have Obama for two more months. Mm-hmm. I think actually, um, the count was officially two seventy nine uh, versus two twenty eight. At the same time, however, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Yes, yes, she did. Which and is I what, think that says something. Which is what happened in two thousand. Um, so she, I don't think she's challenging it at all. Um, she gave her concession speech this morning, which was, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um watching or reading her concession speech, especially if you're a young woman, um, it was very inspiring and, like, I just love her so much, okay. Um, <laughs> but that is very interesting. Uh, I think it says a lot about the Electoral College and, but it also says something about our country. Um, at least we can't say that the majority of people voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It was funny, I saw this, um, tweet and it was like, the Electoral College? How many frats does it have? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's really funny. Oh my god. Um, obviously they were kidding, but I just thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, now we also have a Republican majority House and Republican majority Senate. And I think what a lot of people thought, at least, because this has never, like, I don't remember, when was the last time we had, like, an all-Republican Congress with a Republican White House? According to Ann Coulter, it was 1928. Okay, well. Yep. <laughs> great. The Great Depression started in 1929, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, I think the sentiment was that, because there were a lot of Republicans who supported Hillary Clinton, and I think the sentiment was, okay, vote Hillary for the White House, but then try to keep... Um, the Congress Republican, so, you know, we have that separation of powers, um, mm-hmm. checks and, and checks balance. and balances, exactly, um, but that did not happen, and, um, 
now it's Republican everything, so. Yeah, I, there was an interesting comment on that because um, a lot of what Trump campaigned on was sort of this idea of him as an outsider and sort of like he's going to get rid of the political elite um, mm-hmm. and all of these ideas. And so I think that was a large part of why people felt drawn to him. But at the same time, we still elected all of the other people over again. Like, there was not an overhaul of um, incumbents in the House and Senate, which is very interesting. Mm, yeah. On that, um, on again, on that note, how I think that was why Trump was so successful, because he did portray himself as this outsider. He has no political experience. Um, and I think, I, I hope, I'm hopeful that the things that he said that were sexist, misogynist, um, homophobic, xenophobic, all of the above, um, that when he said those things and people still voted for him, that they were not voting for his beliefs necessarily, but for, um, but to make a stand against our current political system um, as like a desperate call for change of some sort. Yeah, I think there was, there's definitely been a vast disenfranchisement of um, people in rural areas, people from conservative communities, um, like huge groups of people who felt their voices weren't being heard and Trump uh, spoke for them. And that is speaks to incredibly deep emotional divide that we have in our country. And it there is also incredibly deep systems of sexism and racism Um, that we're not close to dismantling. And I think that Trump as a person and as a political idea is a symptom of all of these things, um, of all of these like economic and class and race and various other issues. Um, But he is not the cause. He is a symptom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's what he represented. It sort of represented a way out and that's what people wanted. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm trying to stay hopeful. Um, there are some silver linings. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch, um, Hillary's concession speech, but I did watch some of Donald Trump's, um, victory speech and read some of the transcript and it was not horrendous. Um, it was just, it was pretty typical. Um, just him thanking everyone for like various people for for support things like that. Um, but when talking about Obama and Hillary Clinton, he was very like gracious, or he said very gracious things. I don't know how he got away with saying half the things that he said when he was running for president, but definitely as president-elect, he won't be able to say one-tenth of the things that he's he said during this um, campaign. Um, but uh, Clinton and Obama came out and they obviously um obama said that we have to respect the decision of the people um and we are all optimistic for trump um to hopefully hopefully prove us wrong um a lot of european leaders have come out and say a lot of them were very surprised because um i know a lot of people in europe i know the french the um head of the French government was very pro-Hillary, um, but they sort of respect, not, I'm not sure respected the decision, but recognized that it was the decision of the American people, like not the majority, obviously from the popular vote, but nevertheless, um, a choice made by the American people. Um, 
I know Angela Merkel said that um, the United States aside, the United States and Germany have a very close relationship, and we Germany is the closest to the United States out of all the other countries outside of the EU. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of hope. I mean, at least I like to think that there's some hope that we're not completely lost, but I know it's very hard to not feel that way right now. I just feel like there is... I was talking to our other roommate, Azra, about this. Um, So Azra is a Muslim woman, and we were discussing, like, the outcome of this election. Um, And on one hand, like, that we're... um, very shocked and afraid um but at the same time like both of us were speaking like we are u.s citizens first of all um we're cisgender we are from reasonably well-off families and we're getting a good college education so we're going to be fine um like we like by all accounts the way that our lives are looking right now like we personally are going to be fine um so i kind of feel like it is my responsibility at this point to, like, help fight for the people who aren't going to be fine. Mm, Um, Definitely. People who are losing their health care, transgender people um, who are really going to face a lot of difficulties over the next four years and beyond, um, uh, people of color who don't have the resources to fight this. Um, Lots of people. (laughs) Yeah, Definitely. Sorry, I know we're supposed to be talking about the specific election now. I keep getting drawn off talk. Anyway, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's a lot of different conversations happening right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but on a brighter note, um, a lot of women, well, not, not a lot, but um, there has been some historic firsts with um, this election. Um, Nevada elected the first Latina senator, so Yay. that's exciting. Um, California elected the first Indian American to serve in the Senate. Um, Florida elected the first Vietnamese American woman to Congress. Um, Oregon elected the U.S.'s first LGBT governor. So that's good. Um, uh, Washington elected the first Indian American woman to hold a seat in the House. So there's, there has been some progress, I think, um, especially in terms of you know, um, women being more represented, um, in politics. Mm-hmm. That was, it's, I always love seeing women being elected to positions, mm-hmm. um, especially with the first LGBT, uh, governor. I think that's lovely. Mm-hmm. And do you have one of those t-shirts that's like, um, a woman's place is in the house and also the Senate on the back? Because <laughs> I think I have a t-shirt like that. Oh my gosh. I don't have one of those personally, but I've seen them and I approve. <laughs> Also, we go to school in Massachusetts, and weed was just legalized, so at least we have something to help us cope with the next four years. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. It's probably won't be legal on campus, but, um... <laughs> oh, God. But, just gotta kill my buzz. Um, but, yeah. You could get some brownies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have never actually smoked weed, but, like... I'm desperate, y'all. <laughs> I have asthma. I can't do this. <laughs> I was not cut out for this lifestyle. Um, it's like, keep me out of your vice ways. <laughs> <laughs> but I did vote for the legalization of weed, so 
I voted, for, I voted for it in Maine. I don't think... Unclear if it passed in Maine. It was 50-50 this morning when I checked, and I was like, how how can you not know by now? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but it passed in Massachusetts, so woo! And in California, no surprises there. <laughs> also, guys, um, as a lot of people have pointed out on Twitter today... In 2012, Donald Trump tweeted, the Electoral College is a disaster for a democracy. And now everyone, today's everyone's like, I know. <laughs> um, all of this, I'm looking at the news right now, and every article is starting new, um, startling new reality, stunning victory, shocker, surprise, like all of this, all of this stuff. Um, I just... I'm just very perplexed because this entire time, the polls were very pro-Hillary, um, and so I just don't know how we could have been, or at least the media could have been so wrong about this. Yeah, that's something that's very confusing to me, because it's not just that we were personally in liberal echo chambers at college, it's that, like, the leading polls all said that Hillary was, um, either significantly or just even just, like, more likely to win. Um, and I did, I did read one theory of, about this is that, um, all the polls said she was more likely to win because people were taught not to talk about supporting Donald Trump mm-hmm. as that, especially young people, cause way more young people voted for Trump than they thought were going to. Um, they were just lying mm-hmm. like, because they knew that, um, how people would react if they admitted that they were supporting Trump. And mm-hmm. so they just kept it quiet and hid it. And that's why the polls, that's one of the reasons why the polls were skewed. And also one person said, um, I was talking to a friend today and he said that when like constructing the polls, like even if Hillary ran just by like a tiny margin, um, in the polls or whatever, that state automatically went to her. And it turns out that like a lot of the states, it was very, it was, it was very, very close, um, up until the last hour or so of the polls being, um the ballots being open or whatever. Yeah, New Hampshire was swinging back and forth by tens of votes mm-hmm. um, when they were counting them. It was so stressful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just... Like like you said before, I think I just want to talk a little bit about how a lot of people were afraid... A lot of young people, especially college-aged um, people, were afraid to show their support um, for anyone but Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could, and like, as you said, skewed the polls, um, because yeah, I mean, especially during, um, especially during last night as we were watching it on TV or, um, a lot of Facebook statuses were very, um, very political. I, there was this one girl who said, um, if you didn't vote for Hillary, like unfriend me because I don't want anything to do with you. Um, things like that. And I don't know. I mean, (sighs) I think it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way personally, just because there were so many people saying, oh, if you voted third party, you voted for Trump. Or, um, I mean, and I guess like in a swing state, I guess that's true. But, but even it's coming from someone who voted third party, not in a swing state, that was going to be blue from the beginning. Um, I think it kind of just rubbed me a little the wrong way. And it's all about, you know, like having some sort, having some level of respect for someone's decision, um, political decision, even if you don't agree with it. 
um, even though it's extremely, extremely hard to do. Yeah, I think what you're talking about right now is so important because, like, you're sitting here as someone who doesn't support Donald Trump, but is still being alienated by people who mm-hmm. are just upset about this election as you mm-hmm. are um, because there are some disagreements between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, where there could be a connection with you and this person, like, that person is alienating you instead. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, what I said before is, like, I completely understand that that anger and that lashing out. But we're not in a place in the world right now where we can afford that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's like all of the politicians have been saying after hearing about the results that now more than ever, we all need each other. And... This has been one of the most polarized um, campaign election cycles, whatever. And it's so important, especially now more than ever, that we do support each other um, and we do come together. Also, the Cubs won the World Series. Woo! Yay, baseball! <laughs> I do not watch... I've been not, I haven't been keeping up with sports lately. Um I haven't been keeping up with sports in 19 years. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that you're turning 20 this year. Um, yes. Yes. You are a fetus. No, she's... Okay, we're the same age. Well, okay, you're almost a year older than me, but we're basically the same age. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was just interesting to me. Because I put in my calendar, um, I was like, oh, Quinn's 21st, with like an exclamation point, but then I was like, wait, no, that's not right. She's not older than me. <laughs> And I had to change it. I, I get an extra year just because. Just because. Wait, seriously though, on our last episode, we were talking about the team, the Redskins, um, in terms of cultural appropriation, and we literally had no idea that they were a baseball team in the World Series. And then the next day, I li- I had no idea until the next day when during the, and I also did not watch. I did not watch one second of the game, but um, there were a lot of people around me watching it, and then also on Twitter. And then I was like, oh, the Cubs are playing the Redskins. How about that? <laughs> um, uh, we are so up to date. <laughs> we are so modern. Yeah, if you care about sports news, do not expect to get it here. <laughs> Unless you want a review of the Super Bowl commercials, because I feel like we could totally <gasps> Can do that. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Oh Definitely. God. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched the Super Bowl since I got to college. I used to watch it. Well, my dad is actually a football fan. Go Philadelphia Eagles. The Mm -hmm. only team I care about and only because I'd get kicked out of the house if I didn't. Um, (laughs) But um, so he watches the Super Bowl every year and I always just eat his food and watch the commercials, which is Mm -hmm. a great time. Haven't went since I got to college, but I will totally watch them with you if only to review on the podcast. And have you seen, there's always the one with the horse. The Clydesdales? Oh, I've seen those. Yes, the beer commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, amazing. Beautiful work of art. Um, Makes me teary-eyed. Yes. I did tear up once while watching it. I will also do feminist critical analysis on them. Oh. Because that's my hobby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> but anyway, I'm pleased that the Cubs won because I have a soul. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't care about baseball. <laughs> yeah, Chicago is very, very happy. Uh, yeah. So, um... I had rehearsal last night. So I'm in the middle of my tech week for uh, my show choirs. She hasn't been sleeping is basically what she's trying to say. That is correct. Um, So we had rehearsal last night from 8 to 12 while the election results are coming in. And we actually had to end rehearsal a few minutes early because too many people were crying. But um, at one, like literally 
so we have a song that's like our um like this like our group song and it's corner of the sky from pippin and we were practicing it for the show and we all were in our uh, vocal part section singing it and then we all got into a group and held hands and sung it and then we got into like a giant group hug and just cried together and while this was happening i heard some person say I knew that this was going to happen when the Cubs won. You can't have two good things in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, damn. They're not wrong. (laughs) See, I used to have this theory that um, uh, Donald Trump was running for president because uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda exists and, like, the world had to balance that out. Um, But, like, he better come out with some real good things in the next four years to balance this out. (laughs) Or at least, like five musicals yeah like you better start banging those out then (laughs) oh man oh man next week we'll be back with a more normal lineup of different stories um and hopefully more uh, cheerful perspectives maybe comment on some funny videos we've seen um you know the huge the huge (laughs) said the people with two episodes of a podcast out Whatever. It's fine. Um, this Not podcast chased. is going to be defined by a Trump presidency. It's fine. Oh my god. <sighs> At any rate, we're just going to call it for today. I hope that you are all doing okay right now. Genuinely, if you need help, uh, there are so many places you can call um, to talk to someone. We will definitely leave links for those in the show notes this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need support, reach out to people in your life who you think um, can support you or that you think needs support. Like, we all just need each other right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find our show notes at relay.fm slash mixed feelings. Um, thank you so much for listening this week and listening to us ramble on and try to process some stuff from this week. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll be more together next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, if you want to contact us, you can um, follow us on Twitter at mixed feelings FM, where you can tweet at us. Um, or d- slide into our DMs. <laughs> the huge. Don't say it like that. <laughs> but yeah, you can send us uh, a DM if there's something that you want to talk about. And you can use the contact form um, at relay.fm slash mixed feelings to contact us as well if you would like to. Also, before we go, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the people who have reviewed the show so far. Thank you so much. We appreciate it more than you can imagine mm-hmm. when you review we love the show. You. Mm-hmm. And special shout out to the one person who called us non-pretentious. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing that like a badge of honor. I don't know if you're going to change your mind later down the line, but I feel like to be pretentious, you have to have a certain amount of self-importance. Mm-hmm. And Oh, we are um, not important at all. No, we're like, like, we mediocre is literally the name of our other podcast. Like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know where I was going to go. We are not but... pretentious, and I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> not the, one dude on the internet thinks I'm not pretentious. Mm-hmm, exactly. You don't need a resume. You already have a job. <laughs> I'm unemployed. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I can't believe that we have to live the rest of our lives as that one dog from that flaming comic where he's like, everything is fine. I thought that was only us until November 8th, but Okay. But really, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, thank you as always, Jillian. Thank you, Quinn. You're an amazing co-host. We're going to go on this journey together. Exactly. I'm Quinn Rose. I'm Jillian Parker. And these were our mixed feelings.